It's uh, Wes and Andy back again for uh, Tuesday night random fandom for the week of August 1st yep. in the year 2023. Summer is just rushing by. <sighs> yeah. Um, have you done anything this summer? Like, like summery? I went swimming. <laughs> <laughs> you're further ahead than I am. I just got my pool installed today. Oh, you're almost there. I can't swim in it yet. It's too, uh, it's too cold for one and it still needs to, uh, get chemically balanced. So polar plunge <laughs> chem- chemist Kim has been on the job today. So hopefully that will be also right by the weekend. Excellent. Not as much toy news as last week. Surprisingly, <laughs> uh, man, there's stuff going on, uh, all over the place there's probably some stuff not even on our list that i'm probably going to talk about tonight because i think it might actually impact the show on some level yeah um but before we get into any of that let me just remind everybody that uh, it is random fandom it is a call-in show where you are more than welcome to uh hit us up on the uh whatsapp link you can uh, call in it's uh that link is embedded on uh well it's embedded in this video (laughs) It's embedded in the video. It's in yeah. the channel. It's on the Facebook uh, page. So we're pretty easy to find. That and uh, join us in the uh, in the comment section, the live chat. I'd uh, love to hear from you guys, especially uh, what caught your attention since we last sat down and did this a week ago. Mm-hmm. Before we get into any of that, we should probably. Um, oh no! Let me fix this. There is, we go. Is it time. It might be time, maybe time to uh, rattle a few cages and go another round of random fandom trivia. I do like random trivia. Yes, this week is pretty random. Okay. Uh, okay, question for you. All what, right, I will try. What popular plush toy could talk, blink, and move its head? <gasps> and it sold out during the holiday season of 1985. I know this one. It wasn't Chucky. I know this one. Uh, and this toy uh, has made at least one comeback. I would hope so. Uh, where the 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 original blinking eyes were replaced with essentially small uh, digital LEDs. screens. They did that with Furbies, too. yeah. <laughs> and they look just weird. a little unnerving. I'm not going to answer right away, just in case one of our viewers wants to get involved. The question: uh, What popular toy could talk, blink, and move its head? It sold out during the holiday season of 1985. Anybody want to take a stab at it before I gush over this one? I never owned one of these, by the way. But they were fun to play with. But And it did influence other toys. It influenced different audio selections. Yeah, it did. <laughs> it really did. Rhymes with uh, Snetty Tuxpin. It does. <laughs> it indeed is Teddy Ruxpin. Teddy Ruxpin, uh, the, uh, the the Teddy Bear, I mean, yeah. for lack of a better word, uh, Teddy Bear, who also uh, had a whole slew of uh, friends 
like, got an animated grubby series. Yeah, there. Grubby, right. He got right. his own figure too, though. Yeah, and I remember that the, not only did you have the Teddy Ruxpin, the the plush, which, by the way, is not entirely true because there is a full-size freaking tape, tape yeah. recorder in this thing, so you can only squeeze it so much before it's like hugging a brick. Crunch. <laughs> but it was super fun to put different tapes in that thing. You tell me you didn't put Metallica in that thing. Uh, not or, Metallica Or myself. Black Sabbath. or <laughs> I'm pretty sure we put some Iron Maiden in there. Exactly. Um, the technology that, uh, used in Teddy Ruxpin, uh, would later, uh, show up in the plush ALF. Yeah. Uh, the 13 inch ALF, I think in my uh, previous retailer uh, life, we had one come through the Ooh. store and it was a lot of fun. It still worked. Ooh, that's and, even better. Yeah. So, uh, when we put the tape in and, and listen to ALF come alive again, ALF, well, I mean, that's another, that's almost the perfect segue to, uh, mm. I'm not going to spoil that. Is that on this week? Uh, which one? The return of Alf. Did we talk well, about that we last week? About that last week, right? On, yeah, uh, the Maximum Effort Channel. From, uh, you know uh, what Ryan is Reynolds. it? What does it mean when one of these shows blends into another? <laughs> Means it's is that me? Is that I don't know. Is it age? <sighs> I've been. It's because we're covering so much news, and I've been out of sorts uh, the last few days over some personal stuff. So I apologize for that. There's a good segue. Thank you for uh, feeding that one to me. Speaking of news, uh, for those of you who are listening, watching. Uh, participating from inside Canada, you may or may not have been aware of uh, Bill C-18, the, uh, what is it, the intern internet uh, media, uh, 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 um, oh my God. Something like I think that. I can think of the name of this thing, the internet news. Um, oh my gosh. Uh, Basically, it makes sure that uh, big multimedia corporations like Facebook, Google, whatever, the big tech companies pay yeah. for the content they're getting. The idea is that um, the, the news, the, the companies that actually make news. So if we'll use the example here uh, in Canada, the, the national broadcaster, uh, the CBC, which runs a news website, has a news channel, uh, will no longer be allowed to post news items uh, to Facebook. Uh, this, uh, from the from the government perspective, uh, the government has basically passed this bill into law to basically say C18, there it is. Um, so that the big tech companies like Meta, who own Facebook and Instagram, and Google, who was also said to be implementing this, would have to pay the people who are actually putting the news together uh, in order to uh, in order to get that. The the thought is that the revenue that uh, Facebook ads generate is uh, disproportionate to <laughs> the revenue that's made by the news agencies. Yeah, news has been on the decline for what? How long now? Well, it's well according to Egon, 1984. I and I I bring this up because uh, you are a former newsman. I am, and I, I've seen it from the other side. Yeah, and it is like cost increase, and which drives up your advertising costs, and at some point it's just not feasible anymore. So basically they're saying to the government, uh, help. Yeah. And, and I mean, we, we saw what happened with print media and print yeah. news that that's pretty much the way of the dodo. Yeah. But like conservative leader, Pierre Polyver, uh, uh, Polyver, yeah. Polyver, uh, he puts it bluntly. He says it's like 1984. Who would have ever yeah, imagined yeah. that in Canada, the federal government would pass laws banning people from effectively seeing the news? So, 
that is the sort of, and I mean, that's the sensationalist part of it. Right. And there is, don't take this the wrong way because there is some truth in this. Yep. You will still be able to access these news agencies directly, yeah. but you know, the, the issue is, uh, if you, and it's happened to me, I've seen a link online, for example, say the New York times, which allows you something like, I think it's five free articles yeah. in a month. Um, a lot of agencies are now subscriber based. They've, they've lost that revenue on the print side. So yeah. how do you, how do you compensate for that? So you, you make your services subscription only, but you know, most of the news that we uh, tend to talk about is not, is, is generally not. not curated from Canadian media. No. You know, there is the few, those few items where like, I like to talk about Star Trek and all the modern Star Trek is now filmed uh, here in Canada. So is it going to be affected adversely that way? Most of the stuff we talk about is reported uh, internationally. So I, I don't expect that it's going to impact us too much. That being said, um, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, once this takes full effect and see I, what's left. I double checked. I did. Uh, when we set up our social media accounts for, uh, for Facebook, uh, we did list ourselves as a podcast. So we are not listed as a media company. Um, so hopefully I don't know. And that's the thing. Nobody really knows how strict this is going to be like, yeah, it, cause they, they do talk about audio and video. So like a video, like we do tonight on a, on a Tuesday night where we sit down and we talk about random, technically we're talking about entertainment news. Uh, is the algorithm going to be so slick to be able to detect that? Oh, that's a news thing. And then, and shut us down. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I hope not. Yeah. I don't think it will, but what do I know? I'm just a 40 something sitting here. Uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> trying to entertain people. That's all I want to do. I just want to entertain people. Government's getting in the way. Uh, yes. In this case, a hundred percent, hundred percent. Where do you want to go next? Do you want to go to the to the not so fun stuff? Yeah, let's. I mean, it let's seems get... to be the way that we open these things. Yeah, right? because we had a couple. Uh, have we not had? Have we had a week yet where we've been able to escape? Uh, you know what? I don't think we have. I think you're right. It seems like every week somebody uh, is is shuffling leaving, off the mortal coil. Uh, this week, it's uh, we get a couple actually. This yeah, week. a couple really uh, impactful players. All right, which one do you want to talk about first? Let's go with Sinead. Sinead O'Connor uh, passed away earlier this week. Yep. No official cause of death has been uh, listed yet, but, no, but um, there's a lot of speculation. A very public struggle with mental health. Yep. Uh, she lost her 17 year old son just a year ago yep. uh, to suicide. And uh, it's pretty widely accepted that that's impacted Probably. her. How does that not impact a parent? Yeah, of course it does. Um, was it her last, uh, her last tweet out? Yeah. While you're searching for that, I'm just going to keep going here. Um, part of the thing that's come out, uh, surrounding her, uh, her death, uh, this past week is this sense that all of this like outpouring of support for her is, is, is fake. You know, there's this, where were you when she was, you know, yeah, when she needed, you. when she needed you. Yeah. And, uh, th there's like a, th an insincerity around all the outpouring of like love and affection for her. I don't know how much of that is true. I certainly can appreciate the optics around it. Yeah. Um, were you a Sinead fan? Um, 
I was I was not. not. No, I was not. Straight up, I was not. And I wasn't aware of her struggle. No. Um, on a personal level, I just I wasn't. So, um, mental health affects me personally. So this this one, uh, I, I feel for these cases all the time. Yeah. Um, it's not nice. Like, but it it does bring to light some of her causes that she was fighting for, right? Sure, sure. Like uh, the whole thing on Saturday Night Live where she ripped up an image of the Pope. Of the Pope, yeah. And said, fight the real enemy. Well, and... And during the time of, you know, sexual abuse occurring in the church. Well, yeah. Whether yeah. or not it's stopped or not. But. Yeah. Actually, I saw something today on uh, a Tribute. Uh, one of the Foo Fighters' uh, last, uh, most recent shows, they brought out uh, Alanis set to do a Sinead O'Connor song. Huh. It's interesting. Okay, so O'Connor, she paid tribute to Shane, her son, in one of yeah. her final tweets, calling him the love of my life, the lamp of my soul. We were one soul in two halves. Mm-hmm. So, almost like you know, that's it, it, like you're saying, like I've just I've had enough. Yeah, yeah. It's very sad, um, but Sinead wasn't the only person that we uh, no, she was lost this week. But uh, like you were saying there people are speaking out about it. Oh yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. One of them is uh, Morrissey. Oh, um, Morrissey. And he's saying, you know, you praise her now only, only because, because it's too late. late. Yeah. And he's quoted as saying, you didn't have the guts to support her when she was alive and she was looking for you. So, but like when people are keeping their struggles to themselves, yeah. How do you know to reach out? I mean, well, I know there's like wellness it, right? checks and everything. But... Sure. But I mean, it's again, uh, if we aren't talking, if we aren't doing, first of all, I'm, I'm speaking in half thoughts here. I apologize for that. Um, we are not doing enough to normalize the discussion around mental health. And no. the only way that we can normalize that discussion is by having it. Yeah. That means the people who are suffering, you know, need to, to be a little vulnerable and be able to let that out but the people who are around them need to be able to let that in in a uh and it's difficult to say this but in a non-judgmental way mm-hmm. you know i think we all know how easy it is to judge somebody without even realizing that you're doing it it's this sort of it's the default sort of yeah. operating system of like ah what are you talking about but you Focus never on. know you never know no, you what somebody is going through and so i think there is a there is a wisdom in uh, leading with kindness, even when you may not want to. Yeah. Yeah. But as you said, we also lost another one and uh, kind of shocking, but first of all, I did not know that uh, talking about uh, the loss of, of uh, Paul Rubens this week. One, I did not know that he was uh, diagnosed with a cancer mm-hmm. Two, I didn't realize that he was 70 years old. No, me neither. Um, Wow. Yeah. Do you remember the last thing you saw him in? Uh, Probably Gotham. Gotham, yeah. Yeah. Because, like, he wasn't just Pee-wee. Well, no. As much as he's remembered for being Pee-wee Herman. We did have that discussion in our uh, private chat earlier uh, as we were putting stuff together for this week's show. And, and, uh, and I did say, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm rather fond of the, uh, the spleen. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mystery men. Uh, 
And then uh, I think back to uh, uh, the Penguin's father in, yeah, in uh, Batman in Returns, Batman but he Returns. also played the Penguin's father in Gotham. Oh, that's so it was cool. a second go around for him. That's there. pretty cool. A little more expanded on the role. A little bit more. I yeah. mean, the 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 what the Batman Returns there wasn't even a no. A line. It was just like a little no lo- no dialogue. A couple scenes where they you know look at the kid born and toss him over, put him in the river. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he was on Murphy Brown as well. Uh, and yeah. the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie, he was in that. Really? Yeah. I've seen that movie. Now, it's been a long time He's since He's like I've seen the uh, the henchman vampire. And he has that's the best right. death that's ever. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's in right. that movie where she spikes him. Yeah. And he's like, oh. And he keeps looking over. <laughs> oh. And it's perfect. Notice me while I'm dying. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, here we are laughing at uh, at this. You know, Hank had made a joke about thing, him right? this week. He left us with a body of work that continues to. Yeah, Hank had made a joke this week about the uh, about his and and again talking about you know as much as Sinead is remembered for uh, tearing up the photo of the Pope. Outside of Pee Wee Herman, the, the, there's another more infamous reason why Paul yeah. is remembered, and that that was a, a public indecency uh, incident. What in the in the late eighties, early nineties, mid nineties, mid nineties. Right, right, right. And I, and I had said, I had said, does that, does that overshadow at this point, you know, in 2023 has, does that still overshadow his body of work? No, because I don't think so either. Hurt anybody. The no. only thing it hurt at the time was his peewee image. Yeah. And I mean, Hank, even, and said even it. that he bounced back from even Hank said, he's like, as a comedian, I think, you know, there's a part of him that might even appreciate the joke. Yeah. <laughs> and I have to believe that too. Like, I mean, comedy, that's another conversation we've had sort of offline that comedy, you know, the, the, the boundaries and the borders around comedy need to be flexible yeah, uh, for those reasons. But he did, uh, he did leave a note. Well, not so much a note as a message for people. Oh, sure. Uh, please accept my apology for not going public with what I've been facing for the last six years. I was always, I have always felt a huge amount of love and respect from my friends, fans, and supporters. I have loved you all so much and enjoyed making art for you. What a very classy, yeah. uh, classy thing. I've noticed over the last two days, uh, I, I saw one again today, the uh, talking about the um, outpouring of, of support from uh, celebrity friends that I never would have guessed were close to him. I saw one today from David Hasselhoff, yeah. former college roommate, oh, David Hasselhoff. Yesterday, I saw one from Katie Seagal. Katie yeah. Seagal, they were they all went to the same school, school at the same time. Yep. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 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 Crazy the amount of history you don't know until after the fact. Yeah. 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 But, uh, first comment coming in tonight. Anonymous Facebook user says, uh, "Holy and entirely subjective." I believe uh, in reference to the uh, the indecent uh, exposure incident. Is that what we're or talking about? Or comedy. Or overshadowing yeah. his uh, his body of work. Maybe. I don't know. I believe we are in the same ballpark. <laughs> yeah. And I agree that it is wholly and entirely subjective. Of course it is. Yeah. Of course it is. Everybody has their own sensibilities. Yes, they do. Shall we move to something a bit more lighthearted, though? Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's ramp it up. All right. Uh, the new uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem movie. Oh, it's got it's got a good, it got a good review. Oh, and it's got a good song in it too. Oh, really? It did. Okay. Uh, Vanilla Ice's Ninja Rap <laughs> is coming back for it. Uh, go Ninja, go Ninja, go. Yep, <laughs> I love it. So apparently, uh, 
it was not the director's personal touch, but at one point uh, Seth Rogen texts him and says, you know, they had this standalone yeah. nothing track in there. And he texts and says, it should be Ninja Rap. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, that's perfect. Let's get it in there. Do you think they had to pay a lot to get it? You know what? I don't know. I bet you they didn't. Probably not. I bet you they didn't. I'm sure that it was a, an easy deal to work out. Yeah. But regardless, it's it's a nice touch to see like that little bit of history coming back. Well, the the embargo on the movie is has lifted because it opens uh, tomorrow. Yeah. So the first reviews are out, and um, by all accounts, um, it is being well received. Uh, at least the early early screenings are are are. Um, are testing well that's not even a test screening the the early reviews are good um the biggest thing that i've seen commented on is that good choice on making on leaning into the teen part of teenage mutant ninja turtles hmm. all the actors are actual teenagers yeah, yeah. jackie chan a splinter and I do like there. The, there's a line in one of the trailers about um, go, the go to, to the movies. Oh, you went to the with humans, and then and then one of them's like, "Oh, you ratted us out." Hey, we don't use that word like that around here. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, it should be good. Uh, other stuff we're gonna have to wait though. We talk. Wow. Oh, the, uh, oh, the, the right Sony stick film again. Slate has uh, <laughs> shifted many many of their upcoming releases oh boy um, the madam web movie has moved to february 14th of 24 you know when i see the list of the films up here that have 24s that doesn't bother me it's as not much that bad what is the tbd well that's the there's that's the ones that kind of go wait a minute yeah so uh ghostbusters bad boys 4 venom 3 craven karate kid and uh well, i guess yeah. that's them have all moved to 24 but they listen and Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Verse 2 have been uh, shifted to to be determined. TBD'd. Yeah. They've been TBD'd. Which is kind of scary because I thought they had greenlit the next well, piece of that trilogy like yeah. right out of the theater. But again, if nobody can work, then they can't. Then, I mean, even if the script was already done, uh, you, you've got no one who can. You can't hear anime. No, nobody can hear vocals. Nobody can act. I mean, I'm not saying that they can't act. I'm just saying they, they're not acting. They're pro- uh, yeah, prohibited well, from know. doing voice work. Now, wholly and subjectively, some of them can't act. <laughs> but that'll be up to you to determine. Yep. <sighs> By the way, um, Karate Kid coming back. Uh, this one apparently uh, going to be like a full reboot. I don't think it's a reboot as much. Maybe a reboot. I was, a, I was under that. the understanding that this may actually be tied in with the Miyagi-verse. Okay. So, so um, would it be spinning out of the uh, out of Cobra Kai? Yeah. Because the last season's close. Possibly. Hmm. Possibly. Maybe I don't Miguel. know. He's the next kid. Oh, that's true. That is true. And you're supposed to remember his name because I don't. Sholo. Oh. <laughs> Blue Beetle Kid. Yeah, it's uh, Sholo Maradona. There you go. Did I say that right? Probably. I think I did. My apologies if I didn't. Well, close. You tried. You got farther than I did. The new Karate Kid. That's right. <laughs> oh, wow. You know what, though? It, it's interesting that this this is just the Sony list of, of yeah. stuff. But again. There's going to be lists like this. For yeah, I was going to say, we're going to see way more lists like this uh, moving forward. Um, 
none of this stuff comes as a surprise. Yeah. Uh, not at this point. We're uh, several weeks into the writers' uh, strike, and what two, three weeks into the actors? I believe so. Yeah. So uh, it's going to hit footnote territory here pretty soon. Yep. But let's jump to Star Wars. Okay. So uh, they've revealed the identity of Tamira Morrison's yeah, clone. This is an in interesting Obi Wan. This is an interesting one. Um, it's been uh, reported a couple different ways. Uh, I looked up the name of this clone, and they have a very short uh, uh, legends bio uh, bio in the the Wikipedia, which we uh, like to use quite a bit for our Star Wars stuff. So it's not like this is a uh, is just a wholly new character created from scratch. No, this is another Legends era character uh, pulled forward. Nice. Uh, this is uh, none other than Nax. Yeah, Nax. N A X. Nax. Five O first. We knew that he was a member of the five O first just from the armor from pattern. The color pattern. Um, but it's interesting. His blurb in uh, the Wikipedia is just that. It is literally just a blurb. Uh, he was one of six clones that survived the mission to rescue Jabba's son. Hmm. Um, and the only reason I know that is because I read it, and it actually says that it's from the novelization of Clone Wars the movie. Hmm. So it's been a while since I've watched the uh, the feature length Clone Wars film, so I don't remember uh, sort of the circumstances around that. I don't remember a lot of clones. Well, I'm sure there were a lot of clones involved. All I just remember is uh, Sky Guy and uh, Tui and Snips and how much I rolled my eyes at that. And I'm still rolling my eyes. <laughs> but it'll all be gone in a month. Yeah. But down in Seattle, uh, Taylor Swift was responsible for... Did I the, uh, did I read that right? Yeah, her uh, Swifties were responsible for the equivalent... For a, a seismic uh, 2. event? 2.3 <laughs> magnitude earthquake. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, she took to the stage and uh, during uh, Shake It Off, I believe, is when the oh, wow. uh, the, the quake actually commenced. Registered on the, uh, yeah. the old geological uh, survey. <laughs> yeah. The Pacific Northwest Seismic Network calculated uh, that Seattle fans cheering for the touchdown made the earthquake sh- to the equivalent of a 2.0. Oh, wow. But if that's what they did and you can see on here, the top one for the, uh, that's the, uh, Seattle the, uh, on yeah, top okay. and the Taylor Swift on the bottom. <laughs> and they calculated hers at a 2.3 wow. and that's, but they can't determine whether it was from fans dancing or the sound system or if there's something else, but do we like, not think that it's a combination? I would of all assume of that it's stuff? a combination of everything. So yeah. Yeah. Like the screaming, the jumping, the, sound vibrations sure sure but that's pretty impressive though yeah a 2.3 i just read something else about her today uh, this current tour that she's on still not coming to canada she is paying out of pocket for the crew uh that, that like to the tune of millions of dollars so that the truck drivers on this tour are getting some pretty uh pretty cool bonuses nice so that's cool mm-hmm we talked about the one percent uh, going into the the talking about uh, the strike, and to see these uh, these celebrities, your entertainers, sure, uh, uh, dole out of pocket uh, for the the working schmoes like you and I, uh, I find that pretty uh, pretty uplifting, to be honest. I think at first glance it's uplifting, until you realize. It's like a drop in the bucket. I know, but I mean, I mean it's got to start somewhere. It, 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 it's a good start. It's got to start somewhere. Did you 
did we make that an item this week? We do have a, a particular okay, item okay, coming yeah. up a little bit later on. Okay. That we'll refocus on. Yeah, that. sure. Okay, we'll come back yeah. to that one. But uh, speaking of spending money, oh sure, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, Disney has uh, spent forty nine million so far on right. the spinoff, the Alkalite. I saw that and I was like, oh yeah. Um, and then it comes with the 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 knowledge that. Uh, that $49 million now, not, not in adjusted for inflation. No, that is more uh, in pre-production than the pre-production budget for rogue one for feature film. Yep. That's impressive. That is. Um, do we think that that is going to reflect on the quality of product? I would think so. Uh, cause they say last year, star Wars, uh, and or spent 38% more on pre-production. Yeah but it was made at the height of the pandemic. So they had to invest in COVID protocols and all sure, that extra of course, stuff, of course. which they don't technically have to now for this one. But I think, see, when I think of pre-production costs, I think of like, you know, if you're doing any locations, it's going to involve all of your scouting. It's yeah. usually, it's all of your costuming. It's all of your set building, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so that's the part that makes me go, Oh, um, maybe this is going to be good because they're spending more money on the front end to make it look better when the production is shot. Yeah. One can only hope. Yeah. But uh, the cast of the eight episode series includes Lee Jung Jae from Squid Game. Which I have not watched. I still haven't watched it yet. Okay. Uh, Manny Jacinto from The Good Place yep. and Daphne Keene from Logan. Nice. And uh, apparently it's been revealed that Keanu Reeves will have a cameo in the show. It, it, <laughs> So Keanu Reeves in, in relation to star Wars comes up like a lot. And I always kind of like dismiss it as like, you know, sort of fans shipping him into the, the whole, into the franchise. If Keanu Reeves turns up in this, I will be mildly surprised. Okay. Um, and if he doesn't, yeah, it's, you know, same old, same old, right? Well, if Jack Black and Lizzo can get in there. <laughs> Apparently, he's joining uh, Matrix co-star Carrie Ann Moss, who will reportedly be playing a Jedi. Cool. When, uh, they were at the height of their power. Yeah, because we're so. talking, uh, this is going to be a long time before. Yeah, uh, showrunner Leslie Headland revealed that the Acolyte takes place around 100 years. 100 years. Before the events of The Phantom Menace. Yeah, so in that uh, decline of the High Republic era, yeah. that that uh, they've been focusing on for the last little bit, yeah. which I know very little uh, about um, new, new episodes of uh, young Jedi adventures are coming out later this month. Nice. So I know that is set in the high Republic. If you haven't read any of the, the novels set there hmm. um, might be your, uh, <laughs> your way to get into it. Um, but it is set for little kids. Hmm. What else we got here? Oh, this one's fun. I just watched this Did trailer, trailer last already? night. I just watched it last night. I know I'm a little hot, a little behind on things. That's all good. Uh, Loki season two. Not only did they drop a new poster, but they dropped the trailer too. They did. And were you as surprised as I was, I was to see Kihoi Kwan? I was a little bit surprised and I was <laughs> pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Me too. The whole interaction there. He's like, oh, a time slip. Yeah. He's like, oh, you've seen it. Yeah. Can you fix it? No. <laughs> I love the poster, though. Uh, all the Lokis. Dancing uh, around Miss Minute. Miss Minute. The, it, Miss Minute, now the face of a stopwatch. Was she always a stopwatch? Uh, no, she was like a little I thought she was a clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, but judging by the uh, trailer, she's going to take a couple different forms. Yeah, like a fully developed character. Yeah. Or at least fully, I shouldn't say fully developed, or fully some, realized. An angry clock. It's a variant, Miss Bennett. Maybe. I don't know. Um, I liked Loki. My wife really liked Loki. It's one of her favorite characters. So yeah. we've definitely been. The fact that uh, Mobius, um, well, we left Mobius and Loki at the end of season one. Uh, we were sort of like worried for both of these characters. Like Loki was like, seemed to be like alone. The only one left who knows what's what. Yeah. Well, it looks like Mobius or the version of Mobius we saw in the trailer is working it out. Yeah. So uh, hopefully that's going to be as good as I think, or at least as I want it to be. I think it will be. But a little bit more fallout from uh, San Diego Comic-Con. Fallout in what way? Uh, well, uh, San Diego Comic-Con has issued an apology to Rob Liefeld. Oh, I heard about this. That, uh, for uh, a panel to... that he was supposed to be at and knew nothing about. That he, apparently, so there was more around this. Apparently he actually initially agreed to do a panel and then changed his mind but that did not for whatever reason did not make it to the people who uh, arranged the, the yeah thing. and so yeah they they advertised a panel that was canceled yeah uh he tweeted out uh the night after i guess uh hey hearing folks say i had a panel at comic-con there is zero communication with anyone to me about ever having a panel at comic-con news to me yeah yeah, yeah, and then that, the, the, and that's where the reply from Comic Con was that apparently he had originally had yeah uh, agreed to one, but changed yeah. his mind. Uh, there was a fan uh, Turg, I guess he replied to this. So, and he says, "Yeah, so myself along with maybe one to two hundred people were waiting for you about forty minutes before we bailed. A couple of us went to your booth to find you, but you had already left for the day. Not sure why you weren't notified or how this is even possible, but it sucked." Yeah. 40 minutes, 40 minutes on the convention floor. A lot could happen. Yeah. yeah. And like waiting that long is generally not, it's normal. Yeah. And after a while and it's still there, it's like, Oh, is he still coming? Or? That's 40 minutes. I could have spent in somebody's, in line, somebody's line, getting an autograph. autograph. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, we think the same. Way. Yep. <laughs> Having uh, stood in line for autographs for more than 40 minutes. I know that that would have been time well spent. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, comicbook.com actually did get time with him to speak with him. And they asked him about a bunch of stuff like the uh, the new Deadpool batter blood. And they tried to get uh, some info about Deadpool 3. Yeah. And, and this is what he had to say about it. Uh-oh. This Deadpool 3 news, though. I mean, this this photo, there's news of, like, Jennifer Garner. Come on, what's what, what's it like Okay, for I'm going to look right get... into this camera. I can't say anything about this movie. I promised Marvel and Disney. Okay. I got a call. I, I got the call and I and so here I am saying nothing. I will say nothing. Hey, we tried. I, we tried. I, he, he tried. I cannot say anything. I'm sorry. You're like, why did we even have you here now? <laughs> Please. Can I be escorted out? Um, get, I can't get, get say anything. There's nothing to be said. So fair he's remaining tight lipped. I think, you know, there's enough spoilery material out there. Yeah. That if, you, if you've looked for it and we've even talked about it. I think it's going to be zany and wacky. I and, think it's going to be awesome. Yeah. In all the right ways. Yeah. 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 I agree. Yeah. So, uh, I think it's time. Maybe we fire up the other thing. Oh my gosh. Let's hear it. Let's, uh, let's flip this over here. Okay. Time once again for another round of loading lexicon. Generating responses. 
Response is ready. Lexicon is the word game where you decide what's real and what is a con. Get ready. Here we go. <laughs> I just want to uh, apologize this week. Uh, I was not uh, on top of Lexicon this week, so we do not have uh, the all of the sound bites that we normally would have prepared. However, we still got a word. We're going ahead with it. Andy, you're going to uh, walk us through this one. Lexicon, we're going to put up uh, a, a really weird word that is a real word. Uh, and this one was submitted by a viewer. Oh, nice. Uh, three definitions. You guys get to determine which one is the real one. And hopefully, hopefully we can pull the con over on you. Mm -hmm. So right, let's do it. This week's word is calipigian. Whoa. Can you say that again? Calipigian. Calipigian. So our first definition. All right. Definition number one. A master of calligraphy. Ooh. Our definition number two. Having well-shaped buttocks. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't help it. Definition number three. An individual belonging to a larger tribe of pygmy peoples located in the Cali region of Australia. <sighs> you know, the, the problem with all three of these is that they all read like they could all be the right answer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Calipigian. Uh, is it a master of calligraphy? Is it someone who has well-shaped buttocks or is it an individual belonging to the larger tribe of pygmy peoples located in the Kali region of Australia? I tell you, I've never seen this word before. Really? Never seen this word before. To, if I have, I have no memory of it, hmm. but I'm getting old. So it, it's an old word. That's fair. Anybody want to take a stab at it before we, uh, or it gets a review. Before we do. Yeah. Before we do the old, uh, whatever it is, the big reveal. Okay. So wait, so should I, I should actually take a stab at this one. Then yeah, I am yeah. going to go with. Wow. Um, Calipigian. You know, wow, it shouldn't be this hard, but it is. <laughs> oh, we got an answer oh, from Red. Red's coming in. He says, uh, Red, number one, one, question mark. So he's not sure either. He thinks it's a master of calligraphy. Maybe. Maybe. I also think it might be a master of calligraphy. Fair enough. All so, right. What uh, do you think? Sh should we ring the bell here? Sure. Uh, for those of you out there that pick number one, yeah, you're wrong. Oh, number two, having a well-shaped buttocks. <laughs> wow. Um, so let me just <laughs> let me see if I can actually wrap my head around this. So if I was cruising down the beach in Mexico, which I will be in January, by the way, and I said to a young lady, "Hey, you're a real Calipigian." <laughs> Would that be okay? Uh, no, actually, you're supposed to use it like. Uh, oh, it's a not a noun. Uh, adjective, I believe. <laughs> it's an adjective. Uh, wow, your butt is calipigian. Your calipigian curves are wonderful. Oh wow! <laughs> Something like that. If I remember right, to the uh, online dictionary. I suppose it could be also, uh, I, and I don't mean to like stereotype that it, it needs to be a lady. No, it, it could, could be, be a dude. Could yeah. be a dude. Yeah. Uh, it is a Greek origin word. Yeah. Cali, uh, I believe, is for beautiful. And Pigeon, I believe, breaks down into buttocks. Yeah, I oh, never would have. Buttocks. I never would have pulled that out. One, I'm, I mean, 
sometimes with Latin word origins, you can sort of see the the, where, the it, yeah. where it comes from. Nope, I got nothing on this one. Wow, well shaped buttocks. Yep, that's all I have to say about that. In the buttocks. <laughs> oh boy, let's get back over to Star Wars. Sure, you. sure. You know, uh, you know, we talk about Star Wars all day. If you yeah. Want. Uh, so back in uh, Kenobi, there was uh, all the Jedi. Oh, right, right. Inquisitorious. Uh, That's right. Temple. Fortress Inquisitorious. Three of them have been revealed. Yeah. I mean, th- this book um, has come up quite a few times mm-hmm. uh, in the last, what, week or so. It's, um, it's like right on the cusp of getting published. Yeah. So they're making final re or final. Of course. But there are sample pages available online. Yeah containing you know readable information um the book it's called uh, star wars dawn of rebellion the visual guide it's uh, written by oh look pablo hidalgo pablo hidalgo yep and uh emily emily wow i can't even read emily something name. emily it's a mouthful i'm sorry i don't know your last name yeah but uh the one we had already speculated and confirmed basically well, that i it mean terrace anube you couldn't if it wasn't Terrace Anube, we knew that it was definitely somebody, somebody of that species. species. But yes, absolutely. Now, for sure, Terrace Anube. Yeah. The second is uh, a youngling named Ferris. Yeah. Who is still wearing his little Jedi Temple helmet. Which we suspected might have been one of the kids from the opening episode. Yeah. of uh, That maybe got struck down next to Reva. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the third has been identified as Valerie Tide. And according to the book, she tried to hide her identity after the Great Jedi Purge. Oh, so she actually but, made it a little bit. Yeah, she was unsuccessful and later captured on Athena 3. So so these are all new. Uh, this is all new info for these characters. Yep, That's from a never, new source book. Yeah, it's guide. never appeared anywhere before. So, the, so it's just getting added to canon. Yeah. Yeah. That somebody can uh, expand on later. That's right. But people are not happy what especially the little people what are we not happy about uh hugh grant's casting as an oompa loompa in oh the new come on movie. yeah uh previously in the other two iterations of the film the oompa loompas sure. were played by little actors people. with dwarfism yep. uh but a british actor with dwarfism george coppin uh who is best known for playing sweet cupid in netflix the school for good and evil okay uh told the bbc that a lot of actors with dwarfism feel like they're being pushed out of the industry that they love. And a lot of people himself included argue that dwarves should be offered everyday roles in dramas and soaps, but we aren't getting offered those roles. One door is being closed, but they have forgotten to open the next one. Does an Oompa Loompa really qualify as an everyday role? I would not say so, especially if based on the screenshot we have here, they're not even going with the traditional Oompa Loompa. They are literally making no, like, a fake creature. This like, this dude is standing, yeah, standing on a desk or a table and is maybe like, two feet, no, I wouldn't even say two feet, foot and a half at tops, fifteen inches maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, standing there in front of Timothy Chalamet looks great, by the way. Yeah, like I'm all for it, but you know, uh, again, we talk about this stuff uh, before we go to air. Uh, each week and uh, we were talking with Hank and it's like, are we retroactively going to go back and now criticize and make the same argument for all of the uh, 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 actors that, that appeared as dwarves in the Hobbit trilogy. True. Do you know what I mean? Like, like 
I mean, they're not traditional dwarves. They're mid or sure. uh, middle earth dwarves, sure. right? Just like yep. the elves there are not your traditional. No, elves they're, either. they're Tolkien elves. They're tall. Yeah. <laughs> they're tall. But the same thing can be said for all of the, uh, the Hobbit characters. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, people of small stature do not necessarily mean a dwarf is, although, I mean, the word itself, dwarf, I mean, we could have that argument all day, but yeah, again, where do you draw the line? Yeah. I mean, and not saying that uh, uh, somebody with dwarfism couldn't do it. No. Um, I, I, I just don't, I don't know where I, sa- I stand on this one. Like, do you then suggest maybe, oh, hey, the TLC has got you covered because they have, you know, programs featuring dwarfism wow. in like every form available. That is Except true. Except they're basically putting you on display. Like yeah, that's show. that. Yeah, that's not. Uh, like, oh, we're the seven little people or, you know, I, the other ones. Uh, all the Duggar stuff. No, no. There's like six different uh, ones based on dwarf families. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. The little people is one of them. They think there's seven members in that family. Yeah. All right. Uh, then there was the other one uh, where they've actually been on long enough. They've split up. Oh, and both of the, like the mom and dad have parents, remarried yeah. and the kids have gone married. It's whatever. been a long time since I've had access to TLC. So I just little I, people, I big know. world. Oh, right. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, every, I think every group, uh, has has an argument to why they are underrepresented, and I'm not yeah. saying that it's not valid. Um, I just don't know if it's. I mean, is it the only? I mean, are people arguing there's not enough little people in like construction, or not enough little people in other industries? Is it only the film industry where we hear this? It seems like it's the only thing we hear about. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Again, but if we're to make the analogy, like regular blue collar jobs then to me it comes down to who's got the chops yeah right who's who's best for a billy barty or a yeah 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 or a warwick davis you know yeah yeah yeah. like we're talking about you know shoehorning real people into fantasy roles yeah like if you're making another married with children sitcom sure throw somebody in as a neighbor yeah that's my dwarf neighbor gary yeah perfect but you know that show will never get made again. Married with Children? Yeah, it's getting a revival. No, yes, it is. Really? It's getting an animated revival. Oh my god! We mentioned that a while ago. Did we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And everybody uh, at the time we talked about it, everybody's on board to come back uh, really? and lend their voices. Yeah. So be interested to see what that's going to look like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. What do we want to talk next about up next up here? Uh, it's being called completely irrational. Because by changing Twitter's name, he has uh, oh my god, four billion to twenty billion. I know. I couldn't when I saw that. Did I send you this one? I believe you did. Yeah, I saw that. I'm like, why? Like this is this is like this is like a petulant rich kid. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Because I can. Yeah, I want to make it my brand. Because I can. As I was sitting at the at the dining room table eating my bag of Doritos, and I I turned it over, I'm like, "Yep, there it is." How many brands are affected by this Twitter rebranding to X? Yeah. How many packages? And I mean, look at our own background. Yeah. Uh, you know, 
how many Twitter logos appear on other products and services around the world yep. that now we're lucky. Everything we do is digital. So, I mean, yeah. it, it costs us nothing really. I mean, it, we're talking pennies really to go and change a logo, but like for somebody that's got like advertising, my, my bag of Doritos, yeah. you know, how many bags of chips in the world are currently out there with a Twitter logo <laughs> on them right now? What are they going to do? Yeah. What are still they Twitter, do? so just run with it until you I get to the new stuff. Yes. Then it becomes like, uh, okay, this is best before date. Oh, look, at it. it still has the Twitter logo on it. But it's like you think about these companies that are set up to print labels, right? Like they would be running labels, a print run of labels in the thousands or tens of thousands yep. or hundreds of thousands. And now you've got to change your art and reset all of your machinery to, to accommodate to print this. the new thing. Oh, my God god yep how many brands how many brands are gonna bail how many brands are gonna bail true but i'd be interested to see i could see them not caring either because like twitter is still technically twitter it is yeah it's still the same app it's just got a new icon yeah i wonder how uh twitter handle x made out with his free merch that he was offered (laughs) (laughs) when they took his handle away oh wonder what dmx has to say <laughs> usually x gonna give it to you or uh exhibit true exhibit was x x gonna give it to you <laughs> x gonna roll up in a shitty car and hand you the keys right yep. <laughs> or how long until we get the jack nicholson uh, commercial coming out uh, for threads oh he's been using brand x oh man i don't know <laughs> i don't know yeah but anyway, it's not like we here at the show uh, use Twitter a whole lot. No. I mean, we do we do try to cross pro uh, cross post uh, all of our major announcements across all the platforms. But like, I don't actively we don't actively like, tweet go, like the chic. No, <laughs> no, maybe we should. Maybe we should just keep that thing rolling. To say the most outlandish things we can come up with. Elon Musk changing the Twitter to the X. Fuck you, Elon. The Sheik wins. <laughs> That'd work. It almost sounds like him, too. Yeah. Yeah. But people are still mad out there. Lots of mad people, especially this one. Okay. Uh, Bam Margera has dropped oh, this track uh, targeting Johnny Knoxville, Wee Man, Steve O, and Jeff Tremaine. Uh, essentially, Bam Margera is now a rapper. I watched the video. I've seen it too. It, it's nothing to write home so about. Let me just let me just hold this up here. I don't know if you can see that. Um, I don't know. Can you see that? Probably not. Yeah. So that you can just barely make it out. Now, Bam Margera has a very distinctive tattoo on his abdomen. Yeah. That is the symbol for a band. Now, the band does not exist anymore. They broke up. The band is called Him. They are from Finland. And the, the basically it's a stylized pentagram that is made of a of a heart and then a triangle. Okay. Uh, to, to, they call it the heartogram. Bam has been a huge him fan. I am also a huge him fan. It's kind of a, the in thing him fans to get their own heartogram tattoo. Okay. Bam has taken the heartogram logo and it is all over the video. <laughs> I'm curious, did he get permission, permission. for that? At the same time, he did hire the band to play a birthday for him. So maybe, maybe, maybe he did get permission. Could be. But I find that interesting. Uh, the title tr- of the track is called Feel Like Bam, and it's sung with Shada and Fanboy Miguel. 
you know, the only people who know what really happened there, you know, are the, the jackass crew. Yeah. Um, which publicly have all been sort of saying the same thing that he was offered a place in jackass forever. They wanted him to get some help and he didn't. So I don't know. I don't know. It seems like the falling out, uh, it, it seemed to be mostly one-sided. Mm-hmm. Well, I just got a text right. in, uh, as opposed to a comment, Ooh. Uh, going back to the altering of the Twitter labels and how sure, sure, yeah. to update their artwork. Uh, it will, it will affect people with autism that have uh, meltdowns because their food, their packaging is going to change. Oh, and I never even considered like, that. You know, like my son, he goes to stuff and he recognizes the labels. Oh, right. And if right, it's right, not right, 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 it's not right. doesn't matter what's on the inside. Gotcha. If the outside doesn't look right. Well, that's just it. Like, I mean, you and I could go down to Walmart and get a box of Kraft Dinner and 40 inches away is the Walmart brand in the yeah. blue box with the same colored logo, but it's not the but same. it's not right. Yeah, no. I hear you. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, but as for the video from Bam, uh, we have linked to it in the show notes, so you can go check it out there if you want. <laughs> if that's your thing. If that's your thing. It's not my thing. And then you can go down a rabbit hole and find uh, Steve-O's reply to it. Oh, do you, do you want to just give me the Coles notes version? Uh, basically, uh, you know, sorry you feel that way, uh, but we oh, still love you. That's very, that's very adult. Yeah. Especially from Steve-O. Not a big chic. Fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> I camel clutch you into submission. <laughs> Moving right. on though. Let's talk about some toys. All right. I'm we don't have a lot, but we got some. Oh, I bought a new action figure this week. Ooh, very cool. I bought a I bought the Hasbro. Uh what is it? The gold label. It's not that's not the McFarland. The golden box. Anyway, in the Dungeons and Dragons line, they've been doing some interesting things. Uh, they did the movie line, they did a Hasbro a Pulse exclusive, a Dritz Duerden. Uh, last year, which was a, was a specialty sort of exclusive, they just did a version of that character based on some classic novel artwork. I took a chance and I bought it. I need to do some customization now with it. <laughs> it's got that old traffic cone cloak Aww. that I plastic cloak that I cannot stand, but the figure looks good. Sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to hijack the segment. No, Let's go. What do, what do we got? What do we got? What do we got? We got an update from Ramen Toy. <laughs> <laughs> we could we could stand on this one for a while. Yeah, uh, here here's their update. For those wondering about the status of the red gullwing as well as the disappearance of the listing from the website, first it's sold out. <laughs> Secondly, and as such, it's taken off the website. That's but at correct. the same time, they've received a cease and desist from Hasbro. C and D from Hasbro. And the removal of the listing on the website also ties within compliance to that Hasbro cease and desist. Congratulations! You've been told to stop what you're doing. They hope this clarifies, and for customers waiting for their gullwing, be patient as they process the orders and still ship them out. Uh, for those looking to get uh, another bite at it, there is another production plan. Another run coming. But the product will have differences from the original release. Yeah. Um, do you have the, the definite? Oh, you do. You've got yeah, it. Okay. Uh, some of the differences will include a totally different box art which has no resemblance to the original Kenner box art. You did see the, the box for this, right? Yeah, And it's like a map. It it's might mask. as well be the Thunderhawk box. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it's also got a separate sticker sheet for all the decos and uh, it will be resent or representing the vehicle only as red car. 
there's no tampograph uh so no, nothing tampographed on the uh on the car itself for the second run yeah uh and the other thing and i don't know if it's on your list uh, no comic book and no electroplated wing cannons also they said the spoiler is going to be changed from red to black huh which is interesting because the original toy the spoiler was black oh geez yeah anyway i they're an interesting company. We've it talked is. about them before. Do we have any more ramen noise uh, uh, news? I don't. Okay, so I let, we'll stick with that for. We can leave this slide up because yeah, it just it's, it's indicative. Bad. It's indicative of what we said before. Like I'm a transformer guy, and some of my favorite transformers come from other companies, not Hasbro or Takara. Yeah. In the transformer collector world, we've we commonly refer to them as third party. The guys at Ramen, you could arguably say that's what they're doing, but I've never seen a toy company, a small toy company, so flagrant about it, like just flaunting what they're doing as if like they're untouchable. Yeah. And now we find out that, oh yeah, Hasbro told them, no, no, you can't do that. We did a thing uh, talking about their, uh, when they were advertising their Maverick, yeah. the Maverick figure, and then that figure was shut down. Yeah. Tom well, Cruise said no. <laughs> no, Paramount did. Oh. They just got it. They just also posted in a follow-up post because now there are power cons coming up, by the way, they are going to be at power con and they are going to be offering their, uh, pre-orders on, uh, their aces of aviation line. And if you pre-order the entire first wave, they are going to give away the Maverick head sculpt and helmet and the accessories for the now, uh, no, you can't sell it. Tom Cruise figure. <laughs> And they've also said that's the only way that you'll be able to get it. When they're gone, they're gone. So, so they got the C&D from yeah. Hasbro. They got the C&D from Paramount. And they, they just did. created the uh, market for demand on a very limited product. On which one? The Maverick head. The Ma oh, yeah. The, they do have another one coming up with their uh, Marshall character. The Marshall oh, the Brave Star. Based on the Brave Star. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe Mattel. Maybe they will get the trifecta of C&Ds. We got a, a movie company toy company can we get another toy company in there for three sure why not maybe well, not a trifecta it's a hat trick yeah <laughs> the hat trick the C D hat trick <laughs> come on anyway yeah um all that stuff aside i would love to see uh the ip owner in this case hasbro take a, a swing at modern, mm -hmm. modern mask fingers crossed fingers so crossed for that that uh bring back. That big hasbro uh, uh crossover world thing that they were trying to do i know mm -hmm. it kind of fizzled but well they got fingers crossed with rise of the beast got uh, little streaming now coming. by the way yeah streaming now if you have not seen transformers rise of the beast for that <gasps> surprise ending streaming now on paramount plus i haven't seen it but i've heard it streaming now on paramount plus yeah not that i'm hawking paramount plus but check it out yeah it's transformers if nothing else you could probably find it on youtube if you really look hard enough probably but you like transformers so uh i do like Transformers. technically it's transformers tuesday oh yes i saw this today and hasbro rolled out this guy i feel sorry for anybody who had a hard time hunting these individually because they've all been sold individually now uh this is a pulse uh exclusive is it a pulse yeah exclusive? it's a pulse ex well not a pulse premium exclusive although premium does get the early uh, access to it but uh, yeah pulse pulse exclusive for the menasaur box set of yeah. uh, legacy evolution stunticons yeah, i guess it was revealed at uh, san diego comic-con but it comes with all five yeah uh 
inspired by the original G1 Transformers animated series. Uh, and it went for pre-order for members today at 1 p.m. Yeah. And the general public could get in at 2 p.m. So it's now available. Uh, I've had a couple versions of Metasaur over the years as a, a modern guy, a modern collector. This is like maybe the best looking one yet <laughs> other than some third party stuff that's out there but from hasbro from uh, as an official release this is by far the best looking uh Menasaur yet nice it's all uh it's all um um not octane jesus what's the truck's name motor master it's pretty much all motor master with the cars kind of clipped on clipped onto them yeah yeah which kind of makes sense it's a neat idea yeah yeah they yeah. didn't go the megazord route they uh, showed off some other Transformers today uh, for Transformers Tuesday. Yeah, a bunch of ones that I don't care about. Another Optimus Prime, but they did show off the Legacy Evolution Deluxe Bombshell. Ooh. So if you've been hunting the uh, deluxe-sized uh, Insecticons, as I have, still looking for shrapnel, by the way, uh, Bombshell got shown off today, and it looks pretty darn good. Nice. Well, the cat's lair is uh, fully funded. Fully funded, um, but just. But just. But just. Uh, as of 3 p.m. today, it had 3,137 backers, which is 137 more than the base goal. <laughs> yep. So now they have until, I believe, September 17th to get all the way to 5,000 to unlock the next two tiers. So we've got uh, we've got a ways to go. A little bit. Just under a couple months. Do you think they'll get there? I think so. We were talking about this earlier, these uh, uh, crowd-funded uh, projects. And when the ghost got funded, we were pretty, like last week when we talked about the ghost, funded in what, 20, 24, 26 hours? Yeah. Did we ever decide or come up with an idea, like who, what is the fastest crowd-funded toy thing yet? I don't think we actually rated it. I don't think we did either. I, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall and go back and just kind of, uh, and I didn't keep track of them. I probably should have. I know it wasn't, it wasn't the barge, um, the barge. It took a while, but it got, it got funded. But I wonder if the ghost might be one of the fastest funded, certainly faster than this. Maybe. Yeah. 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 Hey, TJC just popped in to say, hi, we'll catch the replay as it's uh, midnight here. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for uh, popping over and saying hi. I always look forward to see, by the way. Uh, did not, I, uh, same, same goes. I'm going to go back and take a look at your, uh, your Xbox, uh, um, test stream from today. I did see the notification, but I was busy doing some, uh, yard work. <laughs> I was busy being an adult, stupid adulting, but I am going to go back and check that out. We got new stuff coming from Marvel legends. Uh, Ooh. I, I guess we're a couple days late on this one, but, uh, that's okay. Oh, that's not Deadpool the one I was thinking. And Bob, agent of Hydra. I did see this. I'm, I'm, uh, this is long overdue. I, I'm okay with that. I think that's great. People, like, I get that with the movies and whatnot, they didn't have the rights to do proper Bob, agent of Hydra. Well, that's why in the first one, like, you know, yeah, meets the guys like Bob. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Wife, how the kids, but, but you know, but the, the spirit was there. It was. Especially when you find out later on that, oh, by the way, that was a decommissioned helicarrier that they were on. Yeah. So, like, it totally, it, it works. totally works. Yeah. Yeah. But a ton of accessories coming with this thing, so. Um, is that the only Marvel Legends we're talking about? Uh, that's the only one I've got on here. That's okay. I'm excited because, more? no, I wanted the wave uh, that you sent, the pictures you sent last week. 
don't with, think we talked about it with justice justice getting another another new warrior there you go <laughs> justice is coming to the to marvel legends so that i'm excited for so that to uh, close. to flesh out my new warriors just need a, a namorita now yep and uh i mean yeah that technically that covers um, well not what's what was her name with the uh the crutches silhouette silhouette yeah so technically yeah silhouette and uh uh blue well would you go with the blue one not not at first i wouldn't but then again see i've said this before i've got the uh and you helped me out with that one with the richard rider mm-hmm. uh, nova. nova i'd like to see that figure redone uh in in the brown with the cut off sleeves because yeah. that's kind of my version of nova yeah. now, now would you be chasing down a uh scarlet spider no because he was there at some point not in the time that i was reading it so yeah you know, I, I'm I'm like issues like one to twenty sort of is my is my is your core uh, yeah 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 core before arc. before the events of Civil War before they blew up Connecticut <laughs> before my speedball before my oh, yeah I guess it was Nitro yes Nitro blew it up yeah yeah I I don't need a penance I've got the speedball I don't need penance that guy's just creepy yeah yeah but uh, as far as crowdfunding stuff goes uh, sure I guess this one was a bit of a glitch. Right. You had mentioned this, what, yesterday? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in the final hours of the campaign, uh, it was pretty obvious that it wasn't going to get funded. <laughs> or was it? Uh, during a live stream by Mega J Retro, somewhere between 1150 and midnight Pacific Standard Time, sure. a million users or a million backers appeared out of nowhere. But an hour and a 40 minutes later, the actual number came back up came back. and it was revealed that there was only 1,630. So oh, the project wow. was not funded, Yeah, but for like an hour and 40 minutes, they were like, Oh my God, we've been we saved. Dumped a million in yeah. there. Isn't that something we saw that with a, with a Hasbro, with a Haslab, but the numbers spiked up and then got corrected later on mm. where it was like, wait a minute. Something's not right there. Yeah. TJC says, appreciate, oh, the, appreciate watching. the watching. Yeah. Uh, please, by all means, give me some feedback because I'm still new at this. Man, every time we do this, I feel like it's the first day. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, wait, there's people that actually watch this stuff? Oh, my God. <laughs> but, yeah, I guess uh, the jokes were flying around like, oh, you know, some mom is going to wake up and say, my kid back. How many? <laughs> yeah. Um. W- you're a Jurassic Park fan. Yeah. I like Jurassic Park. Um, is this something that appeals to you? I don't have the shelf space for it, but if I did, I'd like it. At four hundred and thirty-five dollars Canadian, would you have gone in on it? No. So uh, uh, those folks over at Ramen are are doing something. They on, are doing uh, that. Yeah. yeah. Um, a blatant ripoff. Do we know what the price point is on that one? Uh, not yet. No, they're still in uh, development stages for that one. Yeah. It's interesting to see what the price point's going to be. Yeah another thing i'm not gonna buy yeah but apparently hasbro wants the old transformers games to return but i read uh, this activision lost them yeah not like um we don't have the rights like we have lost the servers freaking original digital copies we don't know where the servers are or which servers the games are stored on. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about, uh, it's at least three games. It's the, uh, uh, fall of Cybertron war for Cybertron. And, uh, what's the third one? I think it was the, uh, the, the cell shaded beat rise up. of dark spark. 
is that the is that the right one? Was that the beat 'em up? Maybe. Oh no, Rise of the Dark Spark was a movie tie-in game. Okay. I never played it. But the the two Cybertron games. And I'm not even a fan of uh, necessarily of of those designs, but they were they were cool original stories that sort of looked at the origins of the Transformers uh and they were largely G1 characters that for all of us G1 fans recognized. They did uh in fact right now that version of Optimus Prime is getting a uh um a new release a new, yeah a new action figure release in the uh oh not the studio series it could be in the legacy evolution line anyway they've been doing some of these cybertronian designs based on the games and bringing them back no i bought them the first time around i am not buying them again <laughs> because as much as i love optimus prime when i realized i had 11 variations of optimus prime i really had to say how many do i need but did you get the volvo one no, which is like the third time for that one. Really? Yeah, because it's a repaint of the holiday truck, which is a repaint of the what the I want to say Walmart. I could be wrong, but definitely they did a holiday truck in with that Volvo. And the fact, you know what would made the Volvo one better? No. Better trailer. Hmm. A better trailer. Speaking of Optimus Prime, did you see <laughs> later on this month, Takara is uh, scheduled to do uh, um, a, a media release. It looks like they are taking the G1 mold of Optimus Prime and they are giving him modern articulation. Ooh. Seeing some promo uh, f- uh, photos online. That, that kind of has me like, oh, good work. Maybe I do need another Optimus Prime. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. I love Optimus. What can I say? Yeah, he's the leader. Yeah. Uh, this next one, uh, for those of you that like uh, classical music and nerd stuff. Animaniacs is what? in concert in Toronto at the Roy Thompson Hall coming March 30th, 2024. With the Toronto Symphony Orchestra. With the Toronto Symphony Orchestra. That's but cool. They've also got Rob Paulson what? and Maurice LaMarche <gasps> there to perform as well. No. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> as long And they also have uh, the songwriter and composer himself, Randy Rogel. I would love to see Who that. is going to be there as well. Uh, uh, I would love to so, see So, Yeah. And then that's not all. In February, they've got three dates for this. Uh, Stephen Ranke, or Renek, I apologize again if I pronounce it wrong, is conducting, uh, but he's doing Superman in concert. Nice. Based on the John Williams score. On the Williams score, score yeah. That's, so, that's yeah. classic. If you want to go get some culture in, but still keep your nerd card, there you go. <laughs> I would totally do that. Yeah. You know, it's not, and Toronto is such a cool place to do that because... I don't know if, did you know when the Phantom of the Opera was still running in Toronto that Paul Stanley of Kiss made a run as the Phantom in Toronto? I did not know that. Yeah, he played the Phantom. And so it was like, it was, it was weird. Listen to some old interviews with Paul and he's talking about how weird it is looking at him in the crowd and seeing a bunch of Kiss t-shirts because you know there's that cross-pollination. People yep. go to see Paul Stanley because it's Paul Stanley. Yeah. Not because it's the Phantom of the Opera. So yeah. I, I saw it with Colm Wilkinson's understudy. Cool. Yeah. I saw it in the at the National Arts Center in Ottawa with a cast. I couldn't tell you who was in it, but it was wonderful. <laughs> nice. It was wonderful. Speaking of wonderful, uh, this is where that uh, the one percent. Oh yeah, the one percent, little percent. Uh, the Rock has made a seven-figure donation. So that's anywhere from one million dollars to, to nine, 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 nine. Yeah, and it said uh, that this one check is going to keep. 
or help thousands of actors keep food on their table. So the, the follow-up to this is um, just today I saw that. Um, Not only did The Rock do it, but yeah. yeah. Seth MacFarlane has uh, also donated, donated a million. million. Now the fund, if you, if you, did you read the thing? Uh, has I read generated $6.3 million. Yeah. So, uh, and that that is over see the number of uh do we have the number of donations it was quite a large number um it's like 7500 or something donations yes there uh, it is 6.3 million dollars since may 1st for more than 7500 donors in support of film and television workers so that kind of sets the rocks donation uh, you know a little bit more it's a little less stratospheric than maybe you think it is yeah you know but here's where i was talking about earlier uh according to forbes yeah the rock is or was the fourth highest paid entertainer in 2022 yep and though he was the highest paid actor on the list uh reportedly with a whopping 270 million oh yeah income and that's just for 2022 uh he was surpassed by lord of the rings director peter jackson really musician bruce springsteen oh, and wow. rapper jay-z yeah so yeah yeah if they're pulling in 270 million a year to, you know to it, drop even a million is, is that like, is that a net worth like we don't know what that number really represents we don't know if that's like liquidity we don't know if that's just like yeah they just my spending Jones. cash man yeah. yeah they just say it's his 2022 income his income so i mean sure it's probably a lot of it's probably tied up in projects and companies and, and, and whatever else that, that residuals yeah whatever, whatever they're into but a million dollars from seth mcfarland feels like a big deal yeah a million dollars from the rock doesn't seem so like much. such a big deal yeah <laughs> and maybe that's just my own myopic you know sort of look at uh what i think this represents because i don't really know yeah but for somebody who's uh what is still the what the the highest paid actor on yeah. the planet yep you could do more for the the working class maybe yeah not that you have to i mean but you know seven bucks productions from the time when he had seven bucks in his pocket yep so i get it you got to come from somewhere yep at least they're doing something yeah. and that and that was the thing that i talked about uh, when we talked about this earlier in the week like to see that for all the criticism that i have leveled against the rock and don't get me wrong i quite like him as a performer um i don't like the way that he may have hijacked warner brothers the dc universe but the fact that he laid out a large donation sets an example that others could follow and yeah. whether or not seth mcfarland intended to do that as a oh he did i better do it yeah it says something that people are are actually donating so good for them yeah uh other folks to recently donate include uh, greg berlanti uh, vince gilligan from uh, breaking bad Right, and Greg uh, Greg Berlanti from the uh, a lot of the CW, all the Arrowverse shows. He's a producer on those. Uh, Shonda Rhimes, Michelle Pfeiffer, David E. Kelly, and Steven Spielberg, and Kate Capshaw. Steven Spielberg and Mrs. Spielberg. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, they've also got listed that uh, the Katie McGrath and J.J. Abrams Family Foundation. Sure. Uh, Stacey Abrams, Annette Benning, Tom Barrington, uh, Rachel Bloom, Roseanne Cash in memory of Johnny Cash. Uh, Suzanne Collins and Cat Pryor, uh, Lynn Nottage, and uh, yeah, like you said, six point three million since May first. Yeah, 
which when you look at the names that are on that list and you look at sort of the status within Hollywood and you say that what it, since May 1st in two months, uh, sorry, June, July. Yeah. All of June and July in two months, you've only put in 6 million. I yeah, don't know. Does that take into account the rock six figure, whatever it is? Cause it, ha- it has to though. Yeah, doesn't because it? if you put in 9 million, it would be higher than that's that. what I mean. Like, <laughs> when you know that they've only taken in six million since May, you're like, oh well, then that does it. Oh, six figure donation. Okay, so it's a low six figure donation. Again, the one percent, good for them for for, for doing something. Yeah. It's got to start somewhere. Yeah. But uh, this next one, I guess it's a bit old, but it was news to me. Uh, apparently, in Salem, Massachusetts, they have built the world's largest Ouija board. <laughs> Of course, because where else are you going to do that? Exactly. Uh, it measures 3,168 square feet or right. 294 square meters, weighs over 9,000 pounds, <sighs> and it is uh, the world's largest known as Ouija <laughs> And it's in, you know, historic so now, Salem. Now they've got it there. Now, if we go down there and we just put our two fingers on the, the pointer and it moves, we can remove all all sort of doubt, doubt. yeah yeah because <laughs> there's no way you or i are shoving that thing around the board no uh apparently it took uh, 99 sheets of plywood covered in 20 gallons of wood stain and paint and uh to use the board you have to maneuver that 400 pound planchette around 400 pounds 400 pounds yeah, you, so are you are not, not moving that with your you're fingers. not shoving that thing around by uh you know the one finger did no. you move that i didn't move it did you <laughs> no so, uh, according to Ripley's Believe It or Not, yeah, it's currently holding the big one. The question is, now that you've made it, what, what do you do, do with it? it? What do you do with it? Yeah. Is it just going to sit there on the ground forever? I assume it would rot at some point. Maybe they, even uh, with the stain. You get like a building you could hang it off of or something. Like I don't think you. Could. I don't know. Do you dismantle it and then sell it off for auction it off for charity or something? Like who'd buy it? It might be a haunted object now. Uh, you know what though? But people would be into that. Not my wife. Oh, n- not mine either. My wife w- refuses. They are Ouija boards are not allowed in this house. No, like they are like nope. You do not bring one in here. I don't care what you what you believe. Get rid of that devil yeah, board. It's not allowed. Yeah, she will tell you that quite quite adamantly. Yeah, I guess uh, you can still go down there and visit it, but who are you going to talk to? <laughs> well. Yeah. Going back over to Star Wars for a second. Woo! Uh Donald Oh, hold on. From uh Silver Spider. Oh yeah. Uh Silver Spider, if you build it, they will come. Of course they will. Yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely they will. Everybody loves a tourist attraction. <laughs> yeah. Apparently Donald Glover and his brother Steven are set to write the Lando series. Uh as Justin Simeon has exited exclusively write it mm-hmm. so that's cool yeah there was a he made a statement about um revisiting the character and basically said as an artist he doesn't want to re- uh, revisit stuff unless there's something there like it's got to be worth purpose. it yeah and for him to say that yeah that would be cool and to get this exclusive writing deal for it well exclusive when the strike when is happens. over yeah um because lando was announced what 
Oh, forever ago now. With the with the first slate of Disney Plus shows, yeah. Lando was was sort of bandied around, and then it just kind of fell off the radar for a while. Yeah. Nice to see that that is what, still. Uh, was it struck though because of the negative attention Solo got? I don't know, but even because like his performance in that was awesome. I was gonna say, you know that I am a fan of Solo. Yeah. And I accept that there are, you know, every film's got its critics. Would you agree with me when I say that that um, Donald's performance in that movie was a high a high point for the movie? Yes, I would agree. Yeah. So I mean, if you took all the other stuff out of it, okay, I didn't like Alden Ehrenreich because he didn't look like Han Solo, or you didn't. I thought he did fine. Sure. Or you didn't like you didn't like the whole Enfys Nest thing, or whatever. Donald Glover's Lando was good. Yeah. And uh, I would like to see more of that. I'd like to see more of uh, Lando and what what made Lando go legit. Mm-hmm. You know that that's an interesting story. Yeah, yeah. Or did he win Cloud City in a card game? Wow, probably, <laughs> probably, yeah, probably won it in some kind of gambling thing. But apparently, both Glover brothers are currently under an overall deal over at Amazon. So, so we can't do anything until that's done. Yeah. Do we know what the deal on Amazon is for? I don't know for sure. Okay. Guest announcement for Fan Expo. This should have some people. Another one? Yeah. It's been dropping crazy. Cra- hey. Yeah. Millie Bobby Brown is going to be there. Bobby Brown. And I guess there's like multiple ticket levels you can get. So you can have like an evening with Millie Bobby Brown. Oh, wow. Photo ops. And is that going to be like beers with Norm? I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. But yeah. Uh, they are, they can only promote her as sci-fi superstar, but we all know. Wow. Stranger Things, Godzilla vs. Kong. But that ties in with what we talked about before yeah. about the conventions respecting and promoting the promoting appearances people. not using current or or struck. about to be could be might be yeah <laughs> vincent nofrio has been pretty active on twitter as of late so is ron Brown. sticking sticking to his guns yeah but uh, we also got the final trailer for the meg uh the meg 2 the trench wait when did that come out uh the new trailer, I think, just dropped in the last two days. So, okay. So, I've just missed this. I'll have to watch it tonight. Uh, I believe it's coming out August 2nd or August something. It's coming soon. This uh, movie was... The first Meg was so ridiculous. It was fun. It was a big shark movie rampage. Big dumb shark movie. I think this got a theatrical release. It did. So, that was enough for me to kind of go, I like, I like Jason Statham. Yeah. I'll go see it. Well, he's back for this one. Uh, and apparently the Meg isn't the only thing coming out of the trench. Oh. Uh, there's also going to be like giant squid, uh, as far as I can tell, possibly giant eels well, based in the trailer. Definitely by yeah. the look of those tentacles. Well, that is one little scene where the Meg is scrapping that squid. Yeah. And uh, I, you know what? It looks fun. It looks like the second one, but bigger or the first one, but bigger. It's funny how the humans kind of get, you know, stuck in the middle of these big, like, yeah. Again, is this just like a, to use the analogy, is this big kaiju movie, right? It's turning into one. I'm <laughs> fine with that. <laughs> yeah, I am too, actually. Yeah. But I guess we're getting close. Uh, if anybody Holy wants God, to is this in, the last call? I think this is close. The, to last, the last call one. for last call. If you've, uh, if there's a headline that uh, we've skipped this week that you thought uh, we should talk about that you want to talk about, now is the, now time. Is the time to uh, hit us up. The line is open as it has been for the last, oh, what, hour and 20 some minutes? Yep. 
that being said, uh, where are we going next? Well, we got a new shirt alert. New shirt alert. New shirt alert. We got uh, three new ones up this week. <laughs> oh, these are great. We got the one based off of uh, my verbal diarrhea there. The other, I guess no sympathy week. for the devil. Yeah, no sympathy. No sympathy for the devil. And then we've also got the real nerd lives of fandom power. <laughs> and for the ladies, we've got the real housewives. The real of housewives fandom of power. fandom power, which means we're going to sell like three of them. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> one for each of the ladies. Yeah, the real nerd life. That's great. I like those. I like those. Uh, so no sympathy for the devil. Uh, now uh, you can get that with its counterpart, Finger Magic. <laughs> or go fub yourself. Go fub yourself. We just wait for Hank to drop some kind of like crazy thing and we'll make a shirt of that too. Might as well. Oh my gosh. We're like 80 some designs now. Uh, a lot of them you will find are very familiar uh, in terms of uh, style. Style. And uh, yeah. Maybe you'll find one that you like. Mm -hmm. If not, let us know. I got some we'll more try. stuff coming in the mail. I got, uh, I ordered some more stuff. So nice. Yeah. No shame. Rock my own merch. <laughs> Might as well. And the power. I do like that one, by the way. I like that one a lot. <laughs> this next one. Uh, I guess it's uh racy. Oh, like as in like actual race. No, as more like, uh, like PG 13. NC 17, maybe NC 17. Oh, no, I don't are. So far. Uh, but Megan Fox is telling critics to calm down over what? Uh, apparently she posted this with a see-through mesh dress. Okay. And it's quoted as saying, uh, before you start angrily typing, those are not my nipples. Calm down. <laughs> they are safely and completely hidden under nipple covers. So don't worry. We will all live another day without a rip in the space time continuum. Did she actually say that? She said that. That's that's pretty clever. <laughs> that is. That is pretty clever. Yeah. So uh, good honor there. Yeah, good for her. Dress however you want. Yeah. You know, it's not it's not our job to tell women how to dress. It's no. our job to teach our kids. You know, doesn't appro matter appropriate behaviors. Matter. Yeah. Exactly. Respect everybody. Yep. But I guess that brings us to uh, our last one. If we oh my gosh, colors. it is that time. And he's out in the hall, in the hell, oh my God, in the hallway. Yeah. I sound like a teacher. Go wait in the hallway. <laughs> That's not what I meant to say. Andy out there in the aisles hunting for all of us to save you a few dollars with this week's toy hunting tip from yeah. Dollarama. It's, it's not super new this week, but right. uh, the next wave, I guess you could call it, of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Oh, they must have bought a lot of this stuff. They did, because yeah. the Savage Eternia wave is now showing up at Dollarama. Oh, wow. Um, previously, they had had the Power Attack wave and the Giant Figure wave. Okay. But uh, these ones, again, $5, and they regularly retail for $14.97. Man. So you can't go wrong at 5 No. No, you absolutely cannot. And I mean, you go in there, that's an easy uh, pickup item, especially this line was aimed uh, at kids. At younger kids, yeah. And as a young kid line, it's got the... the, the playability. What's the word? Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. It's got that sort of, it's toyetic. It looks like the show. It looks like a fun toy that a kid would want to play with. Yeah, it comes with like your basic accessories. There's no swappable hands or anything sure, for like not, the adult yeah. collector. Mind you, that little cringer is, yeah. is kind of cool. I could find a use for that. <laughs> the other thing, we had talked about this a couple of weeks ago, but more selection oh, more is popping up for uh, the Funko Pop enamel pins. Yeah, which are like 
full size. Yeah, it's the same size as a Funko Pop, but, but it's a uh, pin. It is a flat colored enamel pin. Uh, selling for five bucks, and they're retail originally for nineteen ninety nine. It would look good on a bag. I couldn't see me putting it on a jacket or something. No, maybe on maybe on like a pocket or something. Maybe one. Remember when we were like. Remember, like in the eighties, like you would have like the, the jean jacket with right, like all the patches, patches on and buttons, and I could not imagine doing that with full size pop vinyl. The jacket would be in. heavy. Oh my god! <laughs> It'd be metal then. It'd be uh, like metal. your like your grandpa's fishing vest with all the lures hanging off of it. I like, got all the all the pops hanging off of it. That's my convention vest. <laughs> you might see these at the convention anyway. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Oh, don't worry. They'll be online on Facebook Marketplace oh. for three times as much here uh, yep. in the next few minutes. Yeah. <laughs> like we reported, uh, I think it was last week with the WWE Universe ones. Yeah. They're already on there. Of course they are. Like triple the price. <laughs> Come on. They're still on shelves. People. You must strike fast. <laughs> Boy. Wow. And that's it for uh, this that week's uh, toy hunting tip. Yeah. It's also, uh, it's about that time where we, uh, we have reached the end of our time together for this week, man, uh, 26th episode. I'm still kind of tickled that whole 25 on 25 thing. That was kind of cool. 25 fell 20, on the right day. Yeah. 20, the 25th episode of random fandom on the 25th of July, Lucky which seven. made me think about how long we've been, we've been, uh, live streaming for, which is a while now a while now we launched the podcast as an audio show in 2020 and here we are now three years later and we're still we're still going strong twice a week twice a week that means uh uh do come back on sunday night when we do this all over we don't do this all over again on sunday nights you can catch us on our uh, road to ahsoka review series as we are getting ready for the launch of the live action ahsoka tano show over on disney plus we are rewatching the uh, essential Ahsoka playlist uh, episode playlist on Disney Plus. We're about to dip into the Mandalorian uh, this coming week. Yep. We'll have one more week after that with uh, the Book of Boba Fett episode, and then we've got a special episode uh, that's going to be driven by Hank. Hank's essentials. Yeah, Hank's essentials. These are some of the other episodes that uh, he believes should have been on that list, and if you have time. Uh, wouldn't hurt you to go and check some of those out uh, in the week before Ahsoka. If you don't want to come and hang out with us on Sunday, uh, come back again next week for uh, another round of uh, Random Fandom Tuesday, where hopefully the uh, news headlines aren't uh, completely blocked. <laughs> we'll find some. <laughs> and we can still uh, talk about cool stuff. Love hanging out with you guys. Love seeing all your comments in the live chat. And uh, although we didn't have a call this week, that is always an option for next week. Yep. And uh, hopefully you guys had a good time hanging out with us as we did with you, Andy. Anything before we go? I don't think so. I think. Uh... Oh, uh, shout out to OCD Collectibles, who has Ooh. a sale on right now. Thirty uh, percent off. Select, uh, I believe, GI Joe, Marvel Legends, Transformers, and indiana jones figures if i'm not mistaken so everything that hasbro makes basically yeah. <laughs> so head That's over awesome. there and uh, get yourself a deal ocd is it uh, ocd.ca uh you know what i don't know for sure ocd collectibles i believe if you yeah, go the it. orono collectors orono den. collectors then yeah. yeah all right well that's it for me everybody uh for fan and power my name is wes i'm andy and uh, we'll catch you on the next one guys bye for now Hey guys, thanks for listening to Fandom Power. 
Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Stay tuned for our next episode where we'll be talking about another one of your favorite fandoms. 